This is the this is the this is the end. All right, here it is. What's the date today? Today's April second. Night oh 19, 20, 1920. 1920. We've gone through time. You've uh you've got the rock of eternity here. We're doing we're doing it the, seemed like getting through time trying to find this goddamn parking spot we're tonight. We're doing the very first podcast we've ever back ever to do it. No, so before they existed. It's once again your 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 power cast what was it? Oh the power cosmic <laughs> pa- the power cosmic <laughs> podcast host. Mitch Halleck, joined by always, but your friend and mine, <laughs> Jerry Ordway, and we just came back from the premiere, I guess, yes, screening? You're in the wrong I way. know, I'll get over it. And we're trying to get out of Manhattan alive. Wasn't that a movie with Jack Lemmon? Trying to get out of Manhattan. Where well, they were trying to get the out of the city? The out of towners, yeah. We're, well, technically, we need to get mugged says. in Central Park. And there's the Javits Center. We're uh, <laughs> on 34th Street. Yeah, 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. As we're headed now to the uh, Henry Hudson Parkway to get back home to Connecticut, the nutmeg state. We're driving right by the uh, the Javits Center where we have New York Comic Con every year. Look so at we're it. at the cool. lovely AMC Theater. We are at the AMC Theaters on 34th Street. and uh, It was a... I guess a Warner Brothers screening, right? Yeah, it said on the ticket, Warner Brothers. Now, it was a packed house, but the thing of it is that ruins it. I didn't even say what we were doing. We went to see Shazam, DC Comics 2019 offering. I don't think they... Oh, yeah, no, they have the Joker, right? So they have another movie. So this is their cinematic foray into another movie. It's set in the same universe as Aquaman and Batman and Superman. Yes. Correct. But yes. it's a whimsical. It is. It's a lighthearted family, I'd say a family movie, really. Well, it's like a it, little scary. And it does have some elements that might scare the, but the it was, small ones. It was, but it overall, a, it's not... Yeah, it was very... It it's was not Dark funny. Knight it's dark. It's a funny... No, it's a no. funny movie. It, yeah. I mean, I, laugh out loud. I think the audience was laughing just yep. as much as any com- comedy I've seen. But it's not that they were laughing at it. Right. No, there's They a were laughing of, with it. It wasn't yeah, like, oh, movie. look how stupid this is. Right. It's all Billy Batson. Billy Batson. And, and uh, Freddie Freeman. And that was really the crux of it was Billy and Freddie. Their little and, relationship. Uh, yeah. yeah, it starts off with, um, I don't want to give out too much of the movie, but we'll just say some. Of, if you're a fan of Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, you'll see many of the tropes. Yes. I mean, the origin's the same. Billy goes and finds the, the secret cave that has the wizard Shazam in it, and uh, the seven deadly sins are there. Right. And he's, uh, did he find in a subway in the original 30? Yeah. You, you would know this. Yeah, he goes down the subway stairs. He's yeah. selling his newspapers, and then That's the, right. the stranger invites him down into the subway. The wizard Shazam did. Oh, it's all red, white, and blue over there. That's the uh, the Intrepid. It's all done up nice. See that? The lights on? But it's radio, kind of. <laughs> no, I know, but we're, right now we're driving by the USS Intrepid uh, Museum, and it's all done up with red, white, and blue Mitch, lights. you have to paint with words. With words. To make up for the lack of pictures. Oh, it's very. There's the uh, the blackbird up there. Oh my god, the humanity! The humanity! Oh, like the Hindenburg is not on board there. <laughs> there's a sub over there. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. And then there's the the Hustler Club on the right. There, there's some sights to see over there as well. I'd have to paint those with words because I'd, I'd be living on the couch or in the doghouse with Harley if I went inside the uh, the Hustler Club. Speaking of strip clubs, that, that we didn't go. No, in there. and at the who's to say this yes, isn't being no. recorded? I'll have another one. You got any singles left on you, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, no, I gave them all up. Uh, oh, oh, 
too fawn <laughs> with a tilted uterus. Uh, anyway, to be uh, as as I run. Oh, the red light. There you go. Thank you, officer. Just went through a red light. Um, right by the hustler club. Right by the hustler club. Not to be giving too much tempted. of the mo. No, not to uh, doing too many spoiler alerts, but. Strip clubs do play a significant role in the Shazam movie. A minor, minor role. But it was it's worth noting Not only that, that. It's a teenage kid It's thing. a teenage kid movie. Teenage boy Teenage thing. romance. Yes. But anyway, like I said, we digress. We see the origins of Billy Batson. We see him going down there uh, and meeting the wizard Shazam. And then he's getting his, uh, his powers. Yes. And then he has to go through the greatest American hero type of training right. to find it. But it's all done lighthearted. And like you said, his uh, other foster orphan, they don't call them orphans anymore, but. <laughs> well, he was an I orphan know, in the book. I mean, he worked at. Wi- <laughs> it's like the Wiz- line. There's a good Wiz- line in there. There's one, uh, which is not a spoiler, but a good what? line where, where they, you know. He says something about faster or faster than a locomotive, and yeah, then he goes, Shazam. What are you, a minor? Goes, what are you? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, faster than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah, they start doing the Superman thing, and they reference Superman right away. I mean, yeah. uh, Freddie has a, a superhero collection. Yes. He has Batman stuff. He's wearing an Aquaman T-shirt yep. uh, with the Aquaman logo, which I didn't realize the King of Atlantis uh, merchandised his. Uh, somebody must. Somebody have. did. And then there's Superman memorabilia there right. that he bought or he acquired somehow. Right, right. And they live in a foster home Nine. with other brothers and sisters Nine. there. And uh, again, he doesn't work at the, ra- the radio station. There's no whiz radio. No, it's also an, it's an origin story. And it takes place in Philadelphia, not Fawcett City, which right. I already commented to you. Like this. I didn't know that they ever put... I didn't know any DC character was ever in the real world. Right. Well, they are. The Titans are in New York. Teen Titans are in Manhattan. Well, it depends. If you watch the Young Justice, they're in Bridgeport, actually. Okay. They're in a city in between Boston and New York. And right. That would be Bridgeport. Peter David said that. He says a lot of things. But Oh, okay. So the Teen Titans in the comics are in New York? They're in Manhattan. They're in yep. a little island, right? Titan Island? Well, they're like... Little Island is probably... What, isn't it? Where the World's Fair was or something? The World's Fair was on an island? No, that was no, in No, but I'm Queens. saying I thought that's where the Titans Tower was originally was on the where the fairgrounds were well, in that, Queens. That was right near Shea Stadium. Yeah. But that's not an island. I didn't know island. You said island just now. <laughs> I said Titans Island, and you said that was where the World's Fair was. I'm like, there is no such I island. I didn't say island, though. You said Titans Island. It's an island, isn't I'm it, in saying, the books? I don't recall that. I just remember the big T-shape. The big T-shape is not on an island? I just remember it was on the water. I thought they had a cave. <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They had a cave. a cave. No. Didn't the Teen Titans originally meet at a cave? I do not know. All I remember is the 80s Wait. one, the Perez one. Yes. They had the T-shaped yes. building. Going back, didn't the Justice League have a cave? And Brave and the Bold? I don't know. Hold on, my ass is sweating. I got the... Uh, <laughs> got the seat warmer Spoiler on. Spoiler alert. It's not that warm out for the seat warmer. We'll leave, We'll edit that one out. Yeah. Listen to the Power Cosmic podcast and you can hear Mitch's ass sweat. If only you had I don't wanna, popcorn in your pocket. I don't want to paint that popping. for the radio. So anyway, back to Shazam. Pocket popcorn. The, the, the movie Dude. starts... You stop. The movie stars Zachary Levi. Yes. Or Levy. Levi? I say Zachary Levi. I say like the jeans. Yeah, Levi. And uh, Mark Strong is the bad guy. Don't give out his name. This is a spoiler-filled show, but... Is it Dylan Jack Glazer or Jack Dylan Glazer? 
I thought it was Grazer. Grazer. Is he related to the director, he's, Brian yeah, Grazer? That's his uncle, I guess. Oh, from the Ron Howard films? Yes. The writer? And his, I guess... They made the Splash. Kid's, the kid's father is he the screenwriter. He does look like him, because he had that curly hair. He looked like Brandon he Grazer. He was great. The kid is great as Freddie. Freddie, yeah. And he's really like the the core of the, the whole movie, because he, he interacts yeah. with Shazam as well as Billy Batson. So he's the... He's kind of the narrative. But the Billy Batson role is a, a, a dual role because yeah. you can only play Billy half the time right. and then the other time you got to play Zach. Right, but, but Freddy is with both. Yeah, so he's the common yeah. element there. And then we do see some of the other people in there. Uh, like I said, Mark Strong's the bad guy. And... We have Mary. Mary Mary's there. We won't give away too much. They but don't say the last names because no. they're in the foster home. And the other actor I noticed is Cooper Andrews. He's on The Walking Dead. He plays uh, foster, Jerry, foster father, on The Walking Dead. So he's in two super uh, comic book pro- properties. He's in Walking Dead, and he's the cool. stepfather. And basically, it, it tells the story of Billy, who's an orphan, and then he goes to live with his new foster family, and that's where he meets. Well, see, they changed that. Though. I know because in the comics, he was a teenager. He was on his no, own. I mean, in the comics, he is an orphan. Because yeah, but his parents he, were killed by Black Adam. In which version? My version because Black Adam doesn't show up until the 70s, no, issue no, but in 13, here, his, I believe. His parents are alive, he's just he's yeah. a foster kid because his parents are nowhere to be seen, correct? But that's a core of the movie, too. And I mean, like I said, think of here's something for food for thought what the superheroes that have these great origins you have Batman who loses his parents, orphan. yes, you have Superman who's an who orphan, loses his parents, and is adopted by, yeah. you know. So Batman's or Bruce Wayne's adopted by Alfred, technically. Kinda, yeah. He's he's his moral compass. Wonder Woman's made of clay. She has no right, but, father. but Captain Marvel and Shazam, that property, Billy Batson was an orphan. He was yeah. living on the streets. Right. So there's a common theme with these, uh, you know, like bad childhoods and. No, that's and, always been the case. I mean, all of that. I mean, Marvel. Uh, my wife would always point to the Disney movies. There's no hero in a Disney movie that has a good life. They're right. always like the mother's dead, right? Or the father, or their orphan. That, that's just a common trope, I think, right, isn't it? Iron Man. Iron is, Man's dysfunctional. His parents but are I'm dead. I'm saying it's it, it's it's unique to I think Batman, Superman, yeah. Captain Marvel that they have a similar, you know, being abandoned as kids. You know, the people that promote the Shen Yu thing, it's just like. Chinese baller, ballet. There's a, there's a those flyers are, of Chinese people that would like. To I see know, it, but those, those flyers are everywhere around here. Just because they don't have, you know, your what, what would you have? Terrific like, con. Ukrainian dancers or something. Where at the show? Uh, no, you. No, I, mean, I just caught that when we were your, driving. What would your cultural thing be? Uh, <laughs> I could have Ukrainian dancers. No, I'm just saying. I see those. They're hella marketing. Who was right. ever in charge of that? Those flyers are all over yeah, yeah. Connecticut. Why get them in the mail? Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is it ended March 6th to the 17th and it's still up there. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Going back to Shazam. So, so tell, wait, common, wait a minute. Go they back. all have a common theme where they're, yes. they're, it's about a kid and how that loss kind of Yes, they're trying to find. It's right? like the hero's journey. Right. And when I was doing Shazam, yep. when I, I took it on, my thought was to look at exactly what happened in the you know original comics. Yep. And to use what was there, but just kind of reorganize it. But the key there is Billy lost his family. And in the comics, Billy's sister, Mary, was his twin. Mm-hmm. And so that was a goal for him to find his sister. 
yep. his parents are gone. And, you know, my take on the whole thing was that's where the Marvel family comes from is that Whoa. Billy's trying to recreate his family because he lost his family and he lost all that sense of normalcy. Normalcy. Right. Is it normalcy? normalcy? I say it's normalcy. Spelled, it's spelled normalcy. Yeah, but whatever. it's the way you pronounce it. So his normalcy. He's trying, to, he's trying to recreate his family. Right. So that's where the family aspect of. But was that always Marvel part family. of the original story? I think because they always had. A lot had of that got tacked on later. It got tacked on. Uncle Marvel and 40s. Thunder Bunny and. Yeah, or that kind of happened. Marvel later. Bunny. So you're saying the original four? No, the original forties. Yeah. There was a Marvel family. The book was but called in the Marvel the later family. Later forties. The the all the spinoffs came afterwards. Yeah, because my mom. Nine. You had Billy. Then you had Mary Marvel, then yep. you had Captain Marvel Jr., but yep. you didn't really have all the Uncle Marvels and the Hillbilly Marvels and all that. That all stuff. came in the 50s? I think it came later, like in the mid, maybe mid to late I think 40s. it was a Lil Abner ripoff type of thing, wasn't it? <clears throat> right. But the, you know, the, I think Otto Binder is the one who wrote a lot of the Marvel family stories no. where it was basically like a group book. It was a team But wasn't book. the original storylines always lighthearted? He was never like a serious character no, in the it was, 40s. No, it was actually dark in the first was year it? or so. Yeah, they didn't find their rhythm, as is the case with most good properties. Mm. The initial stories have to... Were they World War II stories? Was he fighting Hitler and Nazis? He fought all, yeah, he fought, he fought, you know... Japanese? He fought Japanese soldiers. He, he So it, he was just basically like all the others, like like Superman yeah. and Captain America yeah, but at the by time. But by the time, you know... DC or National Periodical sued no, over when they sued though over Superman. Yeah. By that time, the Shazam stuff was different. When it was it, first it was started, goofy then. It was yeah, in the fifties, right? Yeah. But when it first started, it was something that they had to find their way on. Right. So the first and I when I was doing the comic, I researched via because you could, I couldn't afford to buy them. You couldn't even find the old comics. And no. I, no one's got a budget for buying a collection. Of 1940s comics to just a reference, so I got stuff. Well, on for microphone. a book, wait a minute, for a book that was printed millions, that was so popular that it was a threat to the big DC national. They were period. still expensive as back issues. No, but I'm saying what what got rid of them all the big the war, book burnings yeah, or the no, paper no, the, drives. The paper drives, yeah, that's, that's what destroyed big, most of them. Because most people, it was disposable stuff. Yeah, it was like a newspaper. No yeah. one thought about it. So if somebody saved their pulp magazines or the comics, they threw them in the basement or they put them in a bag or forgot about them. You lucky listeners are so fortunate that we're stuck in traffic right now on the Henry Hudson <laughs> Parkway because it's only about 58 miles back to my house, but we're not moving right now. So, but, so good on you, listener. So here's here's the thing. When, yes. I, was, when I was researching to do the, the series... Well, how did you go about it since you said there was with no the series, I, I was looking for like the 1970s books because they had a lot of I reprints. I had those. Yeah, and I apparently didn't save all of the reprint ones, so I didn't have them in my collection. I had the big treasure. The internet didn't exist. What then. was the, what was that big treasury edition where he's throwing yeah. the car? Right, Wiz that's Kids the Wiz comic. Well, number it was one. actually yeah. Wiz number two. Really? Yeah, Wiz number one was an ash can that was never printed. Oh, they did did it just to get secure the trademark. I did not know that. Yeah. So that really is the second issue. Yeah. The fame cover. Well, there's no first issue. It was like a yeah, it's a, just, a cover that said an number one, and it had some other book inside. Oh. It was just made to to probably put a placeholder on the trade. No, I remember getting that as a kid. It was in a hardback. Yeah. DC. I think I don't know how they much. A couple it, right. bucks. They did like a hardcover. They also did a, a regular paperback cardboard card tabloid, eleven by seventeen. Yeah. And then those the, were treasuries. The right. Treasury the treasury editions. editions. Yeah. That, well, Marvel called them treasury. I don't know if DC called them yeah. too. So, and then the book was a big deal because it came out in 1973, I'm going to say. Yeah. 
and it said, "Say the Ma- no." The, the subtitle was Shazam. With one, the with original one Captain. Word. No, it said the original Captain Marvel. Right. Then it switched right. to say the magic word, right. which always reminded me of Groucho Marx. Well, what, with what one was, magic word. Well, what was dot, it? Dot, dot, he would say the magic word. Yeah. When he was doing, you bet your right. life. Right. But that's then the Marx Brothers. The bird would come down and the duck. It was the duck. a duck. Right. It was yeah. a bird, though, right? Yeah, yeah. duck a is a bird. Yeah. It's a mallard. Yeah. What is this, the Mike? Little, little. It was named Howard. Did you know that? Howard the Duck. That's funny. No, it's not true. I just made that up. Good, but it's real because it's on yesterday the internet. Yesterday was April Fools. Ah, see, we should have recorded then. So, so anyway, so going back, so those copies came out. That was original material done by CC Beck in the seventies. Then it went to Denny O'Neill. Well, Denny wrote it. CC Beck drew the first like ten issues or something. Yeah, and then it got weird. Well, it started getting weird, like even during his like talking vegetables. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, the one with the cabbage guys and stuff was pretty bad. And Tony the Tiger was back. Right. Talking Tiger, right. who they, I heard ripped off uh, Kellogg's ripped that off. Did you ever hear that story? Well, I'm sure they did. The Tony, to- Tony Tiger, was popular. Tiger, Tony the Tiger from right. Frosted Flakes was right. a direct ripoff of Tony. And did you know Elvis Presley's favorite was built Captain Marvel Junior. Yeah, he built his look on that. That's what the cape from his uh, and his, his Las Vegas bit. and taking care of business yeah. with the lightning bolt was yeah. a, and on the back of his airplane, the Lisa Marie. There was the Captain Marvel uh, Thunderbolt. Well, there was nothing bigger in 1949-50 than Captain than Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. So Elvis Presley was influenced by Captain Marvel Jr. Believe it or not. <laughs> so anyway, so you gathered so up I, those. I wound s- up 70s. finding. I found copies of all of the Wiz comics. Yeah. On microfilm. Really? Yeah, and At it the was library? basically someone. No, no, I. At I DC. Bought them. Yeah, I bought them. I bought a microfilm reader. Yeah. And I, I was able, right? I was able to read like the first. I think I had the first eighty issues of Wiz. I still have them. Were they black and white or color? No, they were just photographs of right. the original comics. But they people were don't even remember what that was before the internet, before PDF. A screenshot. Yeah, of basically, each page. you had to go to like a light box viewer right. and you'd scroll them up like an old slide projector. Right. It was on film and it would right. it would enlarge it on the screen so you could read it. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did my research and I found. Surprisingly, that first issue, the first year, maybe two years, was actually pretty dark. Really? Is, the, is that where the Society of, the, of Evil comes from? Well, the, no, that before that, the one of the first villains he fought was the arson fiend. The guy was burning was, people? Yeah. Really? So, I mean, there's a lot, of, and there was monster. He, he had... Uh, the Monster Society. Uh, no, it was the uh, something giant. Uh, hold that for a second. Art. I don't know. The, I'm gonna get my easy pass out. Uh, yeah, it was some kind of a, it was some kind of a giant character. Uh, the, Goliath with a British thing, like a big yard, Ben, yardly giant or something. Anyways, anyway. there were a bunch of characters like that. Plus, I used a lot of it. Like I used Muscles McGinnis was a. a I dated her. <laughs> Muscles McGinnis, great name. I would just go through there and I'd write down stuff yeah. as my like. Okay, I might be able to use this, and then I kind of wove it all in. Now, were these, like, extreme racist books back in the 40s? Because that's the reason why the... Is it the no, Mon- Steam, Society of Monsters? Steamboat, Steamboat was, it, I think, Billy's... Steamboat sidekick. Willie. No, Billy Batson's sidekick, his friend, was, like, Steamboat. Yeah, who was that? he was a racist kind of... Uh, African-American? Right, right. Oh, I didn't know. That's why the monster... That, that's that's the why that reason. book's not being reprinted? Because that era is when he was, like, a sidekick. Is that like Ebony from the Spirit exactly. magazines? Oh, one of those yes. things. Ah, that's why. I so, did I mean, not they, know that. Short of changing it, Steamboat. You yes, said. Steamboat. Okay. And again, it's funny that we, I had a discussion on Twitter about this. What? 
what is at, at what point like me as a human being if I was around then I think yeah. I would have still been bothered by that yeah because, because but you would have sense enough to realize it's, yeah that, that's not a real right. representation the thing is though it's there's you know it's not in everything you know what I mean? It's well, not I like mean, look a, at the books Superman at the time. doesn't have a sidekick who's like a... No, yeah, Jimmy Olsen. But I'm saying he doesn't no, have the but, you know, racial black Alfred the but, Alfred the Butler, who at the time's name was Parker, I think. It wasn't Pennyworth. It was Alfred right. Beagle. So Alfred he Beagle. A, he was a little fat guy. But he was a British... Yeah, but he was a little fat guy there running was, around. And then... There's precedent for that, too. No, and then what did the uh, the, the Blackhawks have? They had Chop Chop was right, the fellow's name? the uh, Chinese... Yeah. Right. That, but there was all kind of this stuff going on rampantly. Right. I mean, they would draw the Japanese but a good, soldiers a, like monsters with giant a, devil right. ears. And but here's you an know, example, though: what? is like even in the Charlie Chan yeah, serials, yeah, 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 number one son and all that. Yeah, they, there was bits in these things where they talked normally, but they yeah. would talk in the uh, still. Ah, oh, so nice to see you, like right, that type of that's exaggerated what the people they were talk. dealing with. Expected, yeah. So. Even there was a wink to, hey, we're not really like this. They were Charlie and Chan. That, that they weren't with, even played by uh, Asian actors. No, they the guy were. Was, the, the son main was. The guy wasn't, but I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, right. Luke played number one son. Right, he right. was Asian, but not the main guy. He right. was a white but dude. What I'm getting at is not everybody bought into the racial stereotype no. characters. No. And I always think of Jack Benny. Jack Benny had Rochester. Yes, he did. Rochester yeah. was comedy relief, but Rochester right. was a real kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, in a way, it's like if you argued that I'm doing this to give more racial representation, it's hard to take that well, and say, yeah, that's true. Because that's what Will Eisner, I think, was... Everybody says, well, you know, the minstrel thing was popular. Yeah. But, hey, Al Jolson did it in 1929. Right. Al Jolson didn't do it, you know, no, The minstrels were in the Civil War right, area in right. the 1860s and 70s. Yeah. So, anyways... Anyway, the new uh, movie solves all that because they do have a a, a a diverse group, a diverse group of kids, and yeah, and it's the perfect setting. It's Which, a foster again, family. It makes sense. No, again, going back to even to the into the Spider Verse, right? You had Miles Morales, who was uh, half African American, half uh, Hispanic, and it's just it, 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 you, and there. Hey, Everybody man, gets a hero. We, That's yeah, what I like. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like I don't know why some people have such a hard time with a lot of like I'll see things online and. Twitter people going off about mostly females nowadays. It seems to be like people problems with female superheroes, which yeah. I don't get since Wonder Woman's been around for eighty years. Suddenly yeah. everyone's upset about females superheroes, but uh, no, the the representation of all the Marvel family as different ethnic groups. Yeah, that started with Jeff Johns. You said in the New yeah. Fifty Two, he yeah. redid it. So there, it's been, and that's already what fifteen years ago. No, the new Fifty Two started in ten years ago. Twenty twelve. No, was it that? Yeah, it's only twenty twelve. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't tremendously long. Didn't you? Time no, ago. you did the Power Shazam in the nineties. Nineties, right? We went from ninety five to ninety eight, and then ninety nine, the, and then Judd Winnick does the trial of Shazam in the early two thousands, and then and then Jeff does it. Jeff. Right, Jeff Smith did the Monster Oh, that's Society right. My son read that. Yeah, Jeff from Bone yeah. Smith uh, fame. Then Jeff Johns did it for the 52. Right. Well, we I kind of closed the... It's weird. I didn't realize it at the time. When I was I was working on, like... I worked on six issues of JSA. Three of them I co-wrote with Jeff, which was a Black Adam ISIS story. Yeah. And at the end of that story, the Marvel kids basically lose their powers. Oh. And then... 
at the time, I know DC kept trying to relaunch, relaunch. There were a bunch of people I knew actually yeah. had been asked, hey, to pitch a new Shazam. So DC never liked apparently all the pitches, or else maybe Jeff, maybe Jeff just wanted to do it himself. Did Shazam sell well? It did when we were doing it up until the you know until they announced the cancellation, then the sales kind of dropped. No, but I always look at it like there's a big fondness for this character. Yeah. Everybody knows of him. Well, you can't you can't sell comics on nostalgia. Well, I but, mean it's sad to say, but you can't do it with Legion of Superheroes or either. All Star Squadron. Has, I mean, certain invaders. They all have a core of a hardcore group of fans that'll support them. Yeah, but it's well, not enough. It's like maybe. It could be 5,000 people. It could be 10,000 well, people. Well, why do you think there was such a big push? You always need to appeal to the broader audience because you can't sell a book on 5,000 sales. Why was there such a big push for Shazam to come back in the 70s? Because I remember the Saturday morning live action nostalgia. show. But that was in 74? Right, but think about it. The, the and then the comic were, book. The, the comics were gone for 20 years, basically. Right. I think they... They ended Fawcett in 1952. 54. Was it 54? Something like that, Fawcett yeah. closed up in 54. Right. And then they basically... There was no Captain Marvel. But think no. about what nostalgia is. Nostalgia yeah. is 20 years, pretty much. A generation. Like it's a like, new group of kids. You know, yeah. you're suddenly 30 years old, and like, you think, oh, I'm going to buy all the stuff I had when I was 10. Yeah. So I think the fact that fans, the hard... Again, in the 1970s, yeah. the... Hardcore fans were organizing. They were doing fanzines. They were doing, comic conventions. Right, yeah. all that stuff was beginning, and all those people had a fondness for Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and for the original Captain Marvel. So I think that plays that's into that too. I think that's how how that happens. You know, somebody I just recently read, and I'm not. I don't know if anybody can confirm this, but I hadn't heard it before. What's that? Was that Jack Kirby? When he came to, to D.C. in 1971, yeah, yeah. he had given or told somebody, hey, you guys should get Captain Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah, and if you look at... Well, they owned it technically, didn't they? No, they didn't. Fawcett still owned it. Oh. So they had to license it from Fawcett. But I think Kirby either had brought it up to them because mm-hmm. the Forever People are, what, four kids that basically put their hands on a mother box and they turn into Infinity Man, yeah. which is very much a Captain Marvel thing. Thor in the Marvel Universe is very much a Captain Marvel thing because you had Don Blake who Transforms was Transforms into a big... Yeah. He had the, right, the lame leg. Yeah. He taps the hammer and he becomes a no, the walking God. stick. And he becomes, yeah. Yeah. Gets so, the power of Thor. And then Kirby did it again in a way with Omak because yeah. Buddy Blank is replaced by Omak you know, in that same kind of... Uh, Transforming somebody into an idealized form or whatever. Right. But um, when did the whole Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury? That was from the very beginning. That was always part of the, yeah, the storyline. Yeah, you got the attributes of all those characters. Okay. So that was the always wisdom there. of Solomon, yep. the strength of Atlas. Yep. Yeah. All right. And the seven deadly sins were always part of the story too, right? They were right because the they were statues, off to the side. The statues, yeah, yeah. The statues were there. I'm not sure that they drew this or that they. I remember drew, that's where the, I learned about gluttony, lust, right. and all that. When I was a kid, I would read that. I'd go, what are those? Oh, those right. are the seven deadly sins of man. And the lore what? of it, right? The lore of it is that they, they were protected. That was the first guy. Those Shazam, the wizard yeah. Shazam, when he was a hero, had captured them and encased them in the. Uh, kind of a prison concrete I always prison. think of that Twilight Zone episode where the father 
the brother Theodore, whatever his name was, got the staff of truth. Oh, right. And he stopped the devil because he had the staff right. and he was keeping him behind bars. Right, right. The Howling Man was the episode, written by Richard Matheson. Right. From Psycho. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, the Wizard Shazam was basically the older version of the former superhero from... Yeah. Did they ever really tell you it was the Egyptian times? Or? Yeah, it was, it was actually in that... B.C.? B.C. times. Yeah. He was a hero. He was a champion. And why did he suddenly need a new person replaced? Because he was dying? Well, no, he was getting older. And yeah. he had also, he had to keep watch... The, the big thing the was rock he had to keep eternity. watch over the Rock of Eternity. Right. And the Rock of Eternity was like at the nexus of space and time. Yeah. So you needed a guardian to watch that gate. It was basically like a big... Protector. Gate gateway yeah so he sat on that throne and you know made sure nothing came through right which was even in the uh, the uh, serial yeah Republic serial yeah. RKO yeah yeah which is actually really well done but well there's a, it's got Japanese racist stuff now but again that was during well, the it war also, and it also you know, has in the when Billy transforms into Captain Marvel he throws a guy off he picks a guy oh, yeah, up throws and him throws him off the roof and it's like ah Billy Batson, and you met the guy. You got a letter from him, but he was played by New Haven, Connecticut, Frank, hometown of me, Frank, Frank Coughlin, who becomes a military guy. I think he joins the Air Force or yeah. something as a colonel. Yeah, retired, and you you got a letter from him years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A friend of mine sent him a copy of uh, the Power Shazam graphic novel, and he, yeah. he really loved it. And he sent me a thank you. But that was a huge popular thing. And then what was the whole thing that his look was based on Fred McMurray, the actor? Yeah, I don't... I think it's probably closer to Fred McMurray, but again... Is that true, or is that just folklore? I think C.C. Beck may have admitted that, but they also... He also admitted that he started out looking at Fred McMurray, and then he wound up with Jack Oakey, who was a comedian with more of a rounder face. You can actually see that it... Oh, really? The face, yeah, because in the in the first issues of, of Wiz Comics, yeah, he's got more of a lean, long face, mm-hmm. not unlike Zachary Levi. Stay on. And then he, the stylized thing kind of evolved into a little bit more rounder, you know, beefy. All right, going back to what the, I'm going to go with the title here as I'm trying to drive the one here, Captain Marvel. He's yes. a captain, and then when you did your version. You gave him that, what I would call like a pea coat, like a sailor would wear. You gave him that button coat with the buttons. Oh, yeah, rust, it was a military, right? jacket, a military which jacket. Which is what he had originally. They, okay. They had it in the early yeah, the yeah, yeah, first was, issues, and it was in the Republic serials. He has the button flap coat, which is basically like a marching band uniform. Yeah. 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 But I don't think they said captain as opposed to like major Marvel or lieutenant. No, that was just no. a title. But he was captain, and it was, it was a military-esque uniform which is and the armbands he had yeah. those like things on his um right uh, arms i can't right. think what they're called you know like a soldier yeah, yeah. stripe like a and right. his and his uh cape had what's the well, term? His cape was more like a cowboy cape because it had those big flo- loopy cowboy flowers you know, like yeah a mat- but there's no like a but matador's the, cape no but there was a name for those that they have them on like yeah. british clothes too yeah. the uh but it was definitely like a cowboy type or a matador cape yeah, it was yeah. slung to the side. I remember that yeah. too. Did it he have a sash too? He didn't wear a belt. Did he have he like had a the sash. like a buccaneer's? Right. It was like, like, like a pirate. A, it was tucked in, and a part of it hung down, which Alex Ross used. Yeah. And did he have uh, the buccaneer boots? Yeah. Well, no, they're not buccaneers because Captain America's. Buccaneer. Yeah, he has buccaneer. Yeah. These were more like if you had long socks and you rolled them down into a cuff. Yeah. That's what these were. 
And oh. I didn't think about this stuff very carefully. No, no. I know it was when I went to go look at the original costume, it had, like, subtle... It didn't look like Superman so much. No. No. Well, then again... What was their the big thing, beef about it? Was it really just sales? Or it was were, the were fact they, that it was selling more than they Superman. They felt threatened. It wasn't the character it itself. It was selling more. And obviously, Superman spawned every other hero. Yeah. So to say, oh, it's just this guy. But they, again, it, it costs a lot of money to go to court. And That's DC, what I heard. They gave up. They threw their hands up. They said, look, we can't. said basically. They, they bled them dry. Right. Originally, I think they lost something. Then they won some judgment. Yeah. And then basically they said at some point they were like look the comics market is going into the toilet Let's just is pull it worth the, it's not worth it's <laughs> is it thousands. worth spending more money on yeah. court costs so anyway so threw in the towel flash forward nostalgia just like Star Trek when you think about it Star Trek Next Generation comes on in 1988 20 some years after Star Trek yep. the original show and then that goes to your theory that everything old is new again right. Star Wars comes out in the 70s ends 83 you wait till 1999, almost 20 right. years later, and now you bring it back again. Right. And it's almost like well, you also have a more, cyclical. And, yeah. yeah, and in that t- same time, from the 50s, those on, kids grew up. And, you had this more organized fandom. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the fandom goes comic fandom. Some of it overlaps, but there was always Star Trek fandom. Yep. There was always, you know, I mean, every monster specific movies, thing, King monster Kong. movies, right? Yeah, right. everything comes around again. People were fans of the Universal monsters. Yeah. People were fans of Sherlock Holmes. But I don't. I can't think of any other comic book character that really came around. Well, no, Captain America came back. The Human Torch came yeah. back. Yeah. The Submariner. All that stuff yeah. was twenty years later. Yeah, they revived them, and, and the comics came back. Yeah. yeah. It's a, is that like a Roy Thomas thing? He was always big. Reviving about, him. Yeah, wasn't he always big about bringing the old characters back? Roy grew up with that stuff. Yeah. And that was him trying to, yeah. He also was a big history buff. Yeah. So he wanted, he liked the idea of placing the invaders in a specific time. So, so when I would read Captain Marvel in the 70s, after that initial series dropped, it didn't go more than like 20-something issues, I think. It ran 36. Did it go that many? 36 or 37 or maybe 8 issues. Well, then Shazam would just show up. And then they put it into the dollar comics. Yeah, they would have the giant-sized Shazam so it family. Continued. No, well, I mean, there was a, a lead feature that Don Newton and Drew and yeah. Nelson Bridwell wrote that ran Burn. into yeah. the late 70s. Yep. It ran, I think, as long as maybe 79. But then he would pop up fighting Superman because that was like a big thing when I was a right. kid. It would be like the big blue versus the big red right. cheese, right. That, whatever that was all. Now, right. why did that start up? Well, Dr. Savannah, it's a. I try to explain that to people. It's like if someone called you stinky, yeah, would you embrace that as a as a nickname? Not no. really, no. So whenever people call Captain Marvel a big red cheese, I said, you know, Savannah wins because he said that as a derogative, you know. Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah, oh. Doctor Savannah is the one who called him the big red cheese, so it wasn't a compliment. Oh. But I always knew of him as the Big Red Cheese yeah. in the 70s. Every, you, would, you would never, like I said, the you letters would want column would recall him that. But I'm just saying, in the yeah. comics, Savannah's the one who called him the Big Red Cheese because it was negative. It was a, a slam. But the whole fight thing would always come up like, oh, who's stronger? Right. The world's mightiest mortal. Or Superman. Or Superman. Yeah. And we played with that in the book. Yeah. And, and that does. Because had, Superman can't fight magic, basically. Right. Well, and had the advantage of having been on Superman before Shazam, and on the Superman run we did, we had his weakness be all of the spiritual stuff that he probably learned from the Kents, you know? So it gave him a weakness to 
kind of a spirituality magic type of thing. yeah whether it was psychosomatic that's but in the 70s version when they would show Captain Marvel he was an adult he wasn't yeah. like a kid with a he wasn't like a, what, like Whoa, a 12 year old somebody here oh, yeah. that, in the middle of the meeting no but he, the, the character when he was Captain Marvel aka Shazam he wasn't walking around like they just did this movie because well, he had a 12 year old mentality yeah we had been Captain Marvel for thousands of years right, right? When he would transform to Captain Marvel, that wasn't... 1930, whatever the comics came on, 39? I always thought of when he would turn into Captain Marvel, it was almost like Marvel Comics, Captain Marvel, where there was a transition to another adult character. No, it was him. Billy... Oh, it was... See, Rick Jones would go over to the negative zone. Right. See, people have taken different things from the book, and I never knew that existed. I actually had a funny argument with... uh, Jeff Parker at the what, you comic never, convention. Because you never knew that he would flip. Oh, you thought Billy Batson didn't go somewhere. I no, thought Captain. No, no. The Marvel, I used to Captain think Captain Marvel. Marvel used to yes, and they I did. said, here's right. the thing: if if that's the premise, yes, then it's the suckiest premise ever. If you're Why? a kid and you you get to be a superhero, but oh no, I don't get to be. I a get superhero. to float the negative zone with uh, right. nihilist. So it's yeah. a really negative thing, as opposed to I'm a kid and I get these powers and I get to be an adult. So it was never specified. They used to people have used the argument like, "Oh, it, no, he's a different person. He turns." Into I a always thought he was a different person. No, he's and even and that's the thing I liked about the movie is they do say you're oh, an no, idealized he's still a version kid, yeah. of yourself. That's well, the way I always read it. When so he came in the eighties, that's the way I did it. The Giffen, McGuire, Dematius, when they brought him back in the, right. uh, they made him like a big. They dopey, made him like a big dopey kid. kid. Yeah, 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 like a big goof, and that's when I first I yeah. started seeing. Oh, he's a big kid. Yeah. I don't remember the 70s ones or the ones when you guys did him in the uh, the All-Star Squadron as being a big kid. He was more like an adult. Well, he was serious. Again, I well, Roy was felt, right. Yeah, and Roy's the one who came up with the alter ego for Captain Marvel with Rick Jones. And yeah. I always thought that was... I mean, it's fun, but it's like, wow, that's really sucky. Yeah. Rick Jones has to sit in like a little void space and Captain Marvel does the fighting. So we, I, I mentioned that TV show, and I talked to you on the way up here about it. I watched that show, but I was like eight years old. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know any better. In fact, I love that show so much. I remember begging my mom. Did you really? To make me? Oh yeah. Oh there's. A, I'm gonna find the photograph. It's not a flattering. I'm sure my mom has it. I begged her to make me a Captain Marvel. Wow. Halloween costume. Yep. So I can go out for Halloween, and I remember I was eight or nine. And all it was was now I look back, it was probably easy. It was a red sweatshirt, yeah, she and she just cut a yellow thing out, yeah. and she just put some yellow things on the right. arms, probably yellow and, and iron on. Yeah, yeah. And then my aunt Linda made the cape, right. which was just like a big piece of white felt, and she cut out yellow daisies like flowers. Right. And I wore that costume. And here's how you can tell the '70s were different. I went to my high, my grammar school had a Halloween party in the basement, the church basement, St. Brendan's School. And we went there, and you, you, you know, they had a contest and all that stuff. And when the when the party was over, I walked across the street on Whaley Avenue, New Haven, which is like a crack town now. <laughs> and you get shot. And I remember going into the phone booth and picking up the phone and calling my mom to come and pick me up because the party was over. And I remember people walking by me, and I'm eight years old, right. and I'm in a phone booth, and I'm wearing my Captain Marvel suit, and he's like, yo, Superman, right. you're looking all right. And I'm sitting there going, it's it's dark out. Literally, it was like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Here's this chubby little kid dressed as Captain Marvel in a phone booth in a 
in the crime-ridden sections of New Haven. And you didn't fight crime. And I didn't fight crime. I was almost crying. And then my mom picked <laughs> me up. And I do remember that. And my cousin Tommy dressed up as Superman. And his mom made all he had was a, a blue sweatshirt with a, a red S on it. And he and I were Captain Marvel and uh, Superman. And I got to find that photo. And you know, they did sell costumes back then. No, they didn't have Captain Marvel costumes. They the didn't 70s. have Superman, though. They had Superman, but we were poor. Yeah. So I remember he and I those wore those costumes. Those things for like a dollar or something. We didn't have a dollar, Jerry. It was cheaper for us to put a red S on a thing. <laughs> so uh, I remember he and I beating each other up because he was Captain Marvel and I was uh, Shazam. And no, I used to watch that TV show. And I had not, it's one of those things that are burned in your memory and you never see it again for years. And now thanks to DC Universe, they're all cleaned up and I watch them and they're so bad. I don't know how my little eight-year-old brain sat through these 20-minute shows because they're really bad. Like they were bad for effects-wise, acting-wise, story-wise. All I know is whenever I would see a camper to this day, if I see a big Winnebago, I always think inside there's that Billy Batson and that mentor guy yeah, yeah, yeah. driving around. Mr. Mentor. Mr. Mentor. And I have no idea why they were hanging with each other. And why did Mr. Mentor wear that, like, uh, safari jacket? Like he was an adventurer guy. It was... Um, there was an effort. Right. It was a, there was a look. Yeah, but they were always, like, talking about they were on a vacation yeah, yeah. from the radio station. I'm like, well, where are they going? They're just driving around. And then they had two different Captain Marvels. That threw me for a loop. Jackson Bostwick and then the other chubby guy who I believe was in this movie tonight I was going to tell you that did oh, you see he? when she was at the carnival in the beginning and yeah. Billy Batson's mother gets like a balloon or oh, something yeah. from a guy there was like a long camera yeah. shot on somebody I go is that somebody well we should look him up because Michael Gray I talked to on Facebook was Michael Gray in there I did not spot Michael Gray Michael <laughs> I Gray I sure it seemed like that they, that, that would have been a good opportunity he retired from show business and became a florist actually yeah. for like a big time Los Angeles, but I digress. He does shows and conventions, but that show didn't help the whole mythos yeah. of Captain Marvel because but yet you it was had bad. Kids who obviously liked that. Oh yeah, my friend. I uh, was too old when it came out. Yeah, you said you were eight. And I, I was I thought, eight, yeah, eight or nine. I mean, yeah. I think how old? You're ten years older than me. Am I ten years old? I was born in '66. Okay, so I was born in '57. So you're nine years old. So, I guess yeah. I was under age when I was drinking, but I remember. I was going to say, came wait on, a minute! I was like eight. I just you were remember like 17. when that came on. Your mother owned a no, bar. No, no, but there was no way I was going to get up early on a no, Saturday. No, it was on at nine it. in the morning. Yeah, because so I, I mean, cartoons on Saturday mornings kind of ended for me when yeah. I was close to drinking age, which was eighteen in Wisconsin. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. So once that came within range, I was like, "No, I'm going out on Friday night." I'm yeah, not yeah, I'm not going to wake up and watch a stupid cartoon show. Well, the da must have been nice to be. But I do remember Jerry watching Playboy it on occasion. Ordway. Watching it on occasion, I do. I remember the guy being strapped to the front of a truck. And, yeah, Billy know. was really skinny. Yeah, and he had the big flare pants. And he had the big hair. Those were really big. Flares were really big at that time. Oh, elders, something and wise appear before my very eyes. <laughs> and then they would come on and tell him what's going on. Right, you had to. The clutch cargo guy. People stealing a bike and right. Billy had to show up and then he teamed up with ISIS right. before she became an international terrorist group. Yes, yes this is that's, true. That's true. Before but anyway, she inspired that. 
<laughs> but as I said before, they you ruined the trademark. Was 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 Shazam hooking up with ISIS? Yeah, I don't because know. now should be arrested for a statutory rape. Right, just saying. Well, there was, and that's one of the fun. It was things. a little awkward. Let me say what? when we in uh, when Jeff Johns was doing his JSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took over. It was originally JSA was relaunched by James Robinson, who this yep. guy thought what he was getting. He thought doing? he was going to get off. Anyways, well, he's going to get so off. So James Robinson and David board. Goyer yes. relaunched JSA. Right. And when Jeff Johns took over, when I think Robinson had. Had gone off to do something else. Yes, sir. Then it was Jeff and, and David Goyer. Yep. And we started seeing like Black Adam, and Black Adam. All that stuff was an extension of what I had done in the comic when yep. I was doing mine. Yep. And one of the things that I thought was really fun was right. he had sequence where Billy Batson, where Captain Marvel had joined the JSA for a period of time. Yep. And because he and Star Girl were actually the same age, mm-hmm. he kind of had the hots mm-hmm. for her, but nobody knew he was Billy Batson. So I remember like a sequence in there where the Golden Age Flash gives him a hard time. It's like, hey, kid, you know, that, that girl's a little young for you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was a funny bit. That's to me, is, is you know, good, goofy humor. That is very weird. So because he, he, he was attracted to her. Uh, yeah, but because he was age. only like 15. Yeah. But yeah. then he's in a 30-year-old's body. Right. Which is, again, illegal. Right. And immoral. So that was kind of fun. That was, and you know, that's where the a lot of the Black Adam stuff. Now Black Adam was his bad guy because if I remember, he was like the Reverse Flash. He was the original Shazam. Yeah. In the Egyptian times, wasn't he He the one that lost to Moses? Well, this is the thing that the Pharaoh they allude to even in this movie is that Shazam shared his power with someone and right. that person went bad. bad. I was always told... And that's why he was looking for someone pure of heart who would not be, you know, subject to temptation. When Moses in the Bible goes before the Ramses, the Pharaoh, and they has to show which which God is stronger, Moses' is God or right. the Ramses, or the Egyptian Where's God. Where's your God now, Moses? Nah. 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 But what happens is <laughs> that guy fails. Yeah. Like he makes a serpent and then Moses throws down his staff right. and it becomes a bigger snake and eats his. Because he failed, right. he leaves the, uh, the kingdom of Egypt in right. shame and discovers the rock of eternity. Right. But he becomes a bad guy. He takes right. the powers of Shazam and victims. Was Black Adam ever good? Well, he was good in his own mind. Well, evil's always, they don't think they're evil. He was a leader. But did he have pointy ears at one point, like Spock? Yeah, I never liked that. I never understood that because he looked like an alien. It made no sense to me. Why does he have pointy ears? Yeah, no, it made no sense to me. I I never did that. Like, when I, I tried to keep him and it was like pressure when I was doing the JSA to actually give him the pointy ears. Yeah, why? Because they'd been using the pointy ear thing for a couple of years. I think he originally appeared with the pointy ears in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. No, not this. He, he's from the... No, uh, he's at first in appears... In the comics. He, in the he comics. actually is in the comics in the late, in the late 40s. Oh, I thought he didn't but show up he was a one-off. 70s. He was a one-off villain. Oh. They, they banished him to some other solar system. Oh. So he was only in the one storyline. I see. Yeah. So anyway, he's there. Now, uh, Captain Marvel goes into the uh, Justice League in yep. the late 80s. Yep. McGuire, yep. Right. Dematias, and Right, 87 and or 88 is when and they then relaunched he's done. it. And then there was a miniseries by Roy in the early 80s, Roy and Dan Thomas. Well, they relaunched them. He relaunched out of... Uh, Legends. Legends. The John Byrne book. And then... Uh, yeah, but right. I don't think that lasted long. Well, no, but that was where he... That's where he was reintroduced... And yeah. then the Roy Thomas one came spun out of Legends. 
But then and nothing happened after that. It just well, kind of died, right? It, you know what was the problem was? Nobody read it. I don't know how well it sold. I can't speak for that. Yeah. But I think they kept trying to find... Like, Roy continued to write them. Yeah. And they just... DC was not happy with... Maybe... Well, how they were coming out. Like, they didn't... They were not back... They weren't well, behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... Roy kept rewriting first issues and I think they actually did have a first issue of a Shazam series back then that must have been drawn by two or three people. Yeah. And they were just put in the drawer and they never printed them. Oh, really? So that was the problem. Like, Roy couldn't find either an artist that DC liked or something. There was something going on. And right. then eventually there were some of that same the Roy revamp you know, yeah, legends. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the whole crisis. They used them in the yeah. in the in the action comics weekly. There were some in there. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. that same version. Roger Stern was doing those Superman ones. Right. And he was a that, backup feature. In that same version, yeah. and then towards the end of, uh, I think it was around. I have to say, closer to ninety. Yeah. When it was maybe around eighty nine. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. When, late 80s. when they finally, I think Roy had gone back to Marvel, and DC. The, just basically said, hey, let's try this again, and they offered it to Byrne. Uh-huh. And John Byrne um, took it on, and he wrote up, you know, plot, and he drew a couple pages. Oh, yeah? And then he wound up quitting because a different editorial office was using the pre, re, you know, revitalized or whatever, because he was retelling the origin. Yeah. So in a crossover series, The War of the Gods, that spun out of Wonder Woman, yep. George Perez had the old Shazam. Yeah. So at the same time that DC is doing a new take on Shazam, here's the old Shazam with the old origin mm-hmm. and all the other stuff, and that's going to come out at the same time. It's going to confuse so the So Byrne got really people. pissed yeah. off, which, and justifiably, he got mad because, hey you asked me to redo this and then you're going to put something out at the same time. And they were yeah. like, oh no, we can't take it out of War of the Gods. So he quit. Mm-hmm. So the editor, Jonathan Peterson, started working on me. He said, look, Byrne quit. He said, you could do it. You know, and then Jonathan loaned me his laziness copy of the Adventures of Captain Marvel serial. Yes. And I watched that and I said, okay, that that's, there's some, something going on here. Yeah. And then you made and yours as I if started, it was a movie. Yeah we, yeah, we we had done the Batman movie comic, the right. adaptation. Right. And I said, I will do it if I can do a full color hardcover. Because I just, monthly comics weren't collected. Yeah. There was nothing, you know, eminently shelved. No trades or anything. Right. Like they that. weren't yeah. doing trades. And uh, so I said, I wanted a one shot origin story and I wanted to do full color. Yep. So I have it on, I actually found a little napkin, cocktail napkin. I did a, one, a two-page proposal for what the graphic novel was going to be, and I did a proposal drawing, mm-hmm. full color, put it in a binder, gave it to Dick Giordano, yep. at, and Dick Giordano, <laughs> was, we were at, at dinner or something, and I sa- he, he said something, so how's Shazam going? And I said, uh, I never got approval. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you did. And I was like, no one ever said anything. So he wrote on a napkin, it's approved. Jonathan, oh, there you go. Jerry, it's approved. Signed Dick Giordano. And he handed it to me, so it was like, oh, now I got to do it. your work order. Yeah. <laughs> so I started it in 91. That's when I went off of 
the Superman. drawing of Superman. Yeah. I was still writing it. Yeah, and then Kiesel takes over, and, right? And no, I was writing it, and Tom Grummet was Grumman. drawing it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, while I was doing that, I was drawing pages for the full color pages for the graphic novel, little at a time. And then that happens, and then we go flash forward. Like I said, we were still trying to review the movie, but we went sidetracked into this, the whole Shazam thing. So then he's in Kingdom Come. How could I forget about that? That's in the 90s as well. Yeah, that came out while That's with, uh, I was on the second year of Shazam. Mark Wade and yeah. Alex Ross, of course. And the second year of Shazam was Mr. Mind's story. Yeah. And I... Mr. Mind's a little worm. A, to make yeah. this about me... <laughs> it's always about you, Jerry. I was doing Shazam. I had to write out like a year's worth of storylines in advance. Yes. Right? We had to plot this stuff out so that Carlin would... Approve it, everybody would, yeah. It editor. Because he edited the regular series. So I had to work out the story. We worked out this great story with Mr. Mind, right. which actually is revealed after the end of the first year of Shazam. We right. reveal Mr. Mind's behind a lot of stuff. The little green worm with the voice box. And basically, he's sitting in some guy's ear. Yeah. And he's controlling him, like, you know, just steering him around like a puppet. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, like Plankton did to SpongeBob once, but anyway, well, this is before that. I know, but I'm, so anyways, I remember we're on that. this. We're on this thing. I'm trying to bring it to my reality, Jerry. <laughs> I'm working on this storyline. Yep. And then I get a. Carlin says, "Oh, you're going to get a call later from from Alex Ross." Okay. Apparently, something you're doing is like a big reveal in Kingdom Come. Right. And they're going to ask you to not do it. And I, I had gone through this already with and Mark you're Wade. on issue, what, eight or nine? No, I'm working on, like, the second year. I'm already on, like, maybe issue 12, okay. 13, with that next storyline. Right. And I said, I'm talking to Alex, and I said, look, we both came up with this at, at the, the same, same time. At the same time, which is, again, bizarre. Independent of each other. I said, I, know, I, don't, I don't mind if you do yours, but I'm going to do mine but because... Points. Now, they were going to do the same story, except the worm with Mr. Mind was in, what, Shazam? Yeah. Okay, but he was controlling Shazam. Kind of. Okay. And what I had was... Now, the books were coming out almost at the same time as well? Just yeah, dumb well, luck? my reveal would have been coming out around the same time as Kingdom... Kingdom and people Come. would have said, hey, this is the same story. Or they would have said, hey, they look, Jerry they copied. copied each other, yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't want to back down because I backed down earlier when they did Underworld Unleashed because I had this idea that the devil, in our case, we had a devil character. Trigon. No, we had we had Blaze. Oh, that's right. So Blaze was going to try to take over or corrupt the Captain DC Marvel. ripoff of Mephisto. But she anyway, she was going to try to corrupt Captain Marvel. Yeah, and basically she was going to find that he was too pure, yeah. and it was going to disgust her. And it was all a ripoff. For me, it was a uh, silver Sarah for Mephisto. No, story. they did it in uh, in Thor. Yeah, when Neil Adams drew Thor after Kirby left. Yeah, and so at that time I said the to Dan Raspler, who was editing Underworld, I said, look, I'm sure Wade and I read the same comics, and you're making me kind of take mine out so that it can be the big reveal in your book. Right. And I said, okay, fine. So I did take it out of mine. I gave it to him. So I wasn't going to give them Mr. Mine in the second year. But the idea there, too, was that Billy is actually Captain Marvel. It's an idealized version, because that was another hook in, in Kingdom Come was you were supposed to think that this was actually Captain Marvel, but it was actually grown up Billy Batson, right? Who looked like Captain Marvel, and everybody well, was that afraid because yeah. they thought he was Captain Marvel, right? So, but I mean, everybody comes up with ideas at the same time because we read all the same stupid stuff when we were kids, yeah. So, 
So anyway, there's that, and then that goes away, and then he goes dormant, and then he comes back with, like I said, Judd Winnick, and then... Early 2000s. Then he comes back with Jeff Johns, yeah. and now he's back again with Jeff Johns doing the... Uh, Right, and it's more lighthearted. It's more Marvel. Yeah, it's family. more like, and now we go right back to where we originally started right. forty minutes ago with the movie review. Is where we're going to bring it back. We're trying not to spoil it, but we're in the movie. We got Billy Batson. He gets a new adoptive foster family. He doesn't really fit in. He's trying to find his original mom and dad. That's his quest, and he doesn't want to be a superhero. He reluctantly gets the powers of Shazam from the Wizard. And he has to go fight the bad guy in the Seven Deadly Sins, right. aka what we talked about. But he basically, it's again the same. But he's thing. having fun with it. Yeah, but it's the same kind of thing. I did this in the Power Shazam graphic novel. Yeah. He gets the power, and he basically says, "What did you do to me? You made me old." Yeah, he yeah, says yeah, that yeah. To the wizard. Yeah, he says that because I was here. trying to, I was trying to feel like if you were a kid, oh, yeah, if you, and you were fifteen and you were suddenly twenty-five, you, right. you'd freak out. Yeah. You might be going, "Oh, cool! I feel really no, powerful." No, you'd be pissed. But then you would go, "Whoa! What this I'm, guy I'm just burned me?" Yeah, yeah. So they play with the fact that he doesn't get a playbook or no. a instruction manual. No, he doesn't know how to fly. And that's kind of fun. He and doesn't that's know he's really, bulletproof. Yeah, that's the heart of it, and it, he finds. Yeah, that he was a, that's finds, the fun part of this movie. Yeah, he finds out what it is to be a hero. Which, right. So it's got he's got a great story. And he's having goofy stuff with it. You mentioned like he yeah. pretends to be his own dad to pick him up at school. But There's like little emotion, jokes. He's got a good emotional arc. Yeah, and like you said, the, really, the I think the kid that plays Freddy is really, I actually think, he more hangs, sympathetic. Hangs together on yeah, him. yeah, yeah, it's more, you feel, you feel bad about him more because yeah. he's the kid with the crutch literally right. he's got a bum leg and he right. can't walk right and he's a goofy looking kid he's not like handsome he's billy batson's yeah. like you know he could walk around and he's yeah. being freddie's being picked on by the bullies right he's he doesn't have an easy life no. and then he doesn't even sets that joke up somewhere what he yeah. goes uh, uh i'm gonna what do you say i'm an adopted kid and i live what i live the life or something like that right. like, it was like yeah yeah look at me I, everybody wants to be me right right you know and then you got mary out there who's trying to get out of that they're not well off the right. foster family they're right. very poor and she's smart and she's, but she's smart something. and she's trying to get out of there right college, with her college scholarships, scholarships. Yep. and then you got the little sister who's just the annoying little sister right. and then you got the nerdy kid with the glasses who's playing video games who's in his own little world right and then is that the everybody other, the other kid no the big kid oh the big heavy like, kid who's kind of uh, not he's, friendly to, he's just kind of like no he's a Big, he's kind of closed. Yeah, off. He's, he's a big, yeah. big dude, really dude, like yeah. severely obese. Anyway, and then you know, and then they they, they do the college. Thank God they didn't stay in high school all day. If this movie was all them in high school, yeah. you know, fooling around, yeah. I think yeah. most people would but got yeah, turned I off. I still think don't don't spoil anything because no. there's so many good things in here that really are fun. Well, the funny thing is, what do you think the audience? I mean, we went to a, a screening tonight with the Warner Brothers, so there was a lot of. Uh, either industry people there tonight or people yeah. that knew the character. It wasn't yeah. a cold audience, but... I saw it at I, the early screenings two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, and yeah. it was... Fans. Obviously, yeah. there were fans, but it wasn't all fans, because that place was, it was packed. Really? It was. Because I was trying to think of the audience thing, because people were clapping, they were I laughing, there a lot the of laughter in this movie. It's very it's funny. It's the type of movie that if you have... A spouse or a yeah, my boyfriend, girlfriend who doesn't get who into doesn't superhero like movies, superheroes, they'll like. They this. would like it because it's basically a funny movie. Yeah, it's still about heroes, right? 
but it's, it's but it's not uh, so deep that you got to know issue twenty two. No. This is that character, no, and, and this is that. Yeah, but it also it's a standalone plays film. off of what it's like to be a kid. Yeah, and if you do have knowledge of the comics, you get that on a certain level, yeah. but you don't have to. I mean, here's the thing. What when we saw yeah a couple of years ago, almost yes, now, yeah, about two was yeah. It was it? not scary. No, because I had read but, the story. No, no, but it was, we talked about this. The fact that the, the kids were so well cast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was the main attraction. Was right. that, wow, you just loved watching these the kids because they yeah. were so good. Yeah. And they, they created such, you know, like. Well, I think that's what, like, Stranger Things as well. Right, they have such right. a good cast of and actors. That's the same as true. You watch here. that, yeah. I think this is, like, well cast and you really feel for the kids. It could have gone out the window if they had a jerky kid. Like or if they had a bad kid. actor in the mix. Yeah, yeah. But everybody... And Zachary good... Levi is actually heroic, but he's funny at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He's very good. Um, it's a Mark th- Strong, to me, is a little bit too typical of the bad guy. Because yeah. he well, plays... he's the counterpoint. He's like the, the, the hard-ass kind of uh, reality check, you know? I know, but he's been Sinestro. Right. He's been the bad guy in... Uh, Kick-ass. He yeah. was the dad. He's the bad guy in this movie. He's just always the bad guy, yeah. you know? I mean, good actor. Yeah. But it just seems after a while, it's like, oh, there's Mark Strong. You know, he's the bad guy. So anyway, so we watch Shazam. He goes there. He has his powers. They have the inevitable, inevitable big battle at the end where, you know, he comes to the realization. But again, like you said, without giving too much away, because I could spoil the... No, I'm all right. I'm driving with one hand, folks, and don't do what I'm doing in a rainy night. It's just steering but, with his knee. Just no, exactly. Know. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but the thing of it is, and I love being on the radio, the words, you want me to hold this, probably doesn't sound like that great on the radio. You're painting with words, Jerry. But uh, what I was trying to say, the whole movie is, again, about a whole, it's a family theme, not just, right. The, it's not the Manson family. It's got a good message. It's got a good message. Yes. It'll appeal to little kids who like it. There yeah. might be a couple of scary scenes, like if I was six, some of the Deadly Sins people yeah. would scare the shit out of me because they were pretty horrific, if you don't know any better. But um, but these are kids who probably saw watched the movie Saw. I have no idea. Yeah. Nowadays, they're watching The Walking Dead, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That stuff's horrific, but... Hey, man, I, I, God bless the parents of nowadays with the internet and everything. But anyway, so would you say if it does well, there will be a sequel to this one? Oh, yeah. And definitely. they didn't spend a lot of money on this. No, it was, it was budgeted at a... I'd say about $70 million, Which is probably... Or 80 I mean, even if it's 100 it's That's half as cheap much nowadays. as... Right, a oh, standard yeah. kind of Hollywood movie. Oh, yeah. hell, The Avengers is a billion dollars. Yeah. 500 I'm just saying, so the, the chances are... Yeah. The audience is going to like this. I mean, right. I have, have a hard time imagining anybody would see it and not get have a good time. The only thing I said to you, and we've agreed, that the only reason why this might not do well is because of its... There's no time for On the calendar. Play. It has yeah. this week, next week's Hellboy, which I don't think is going to be a big yeah. hit. And then it's got a week off, I think. And then the Avengers is going to blow yeah. everything away. But there's Forget still about probably it. something opening at the end of the month, too. If, you're, if Avengers is sold out... Yeah. They'll go see Shazam. But Avengers is playing. It's going to suck up all the theaters. I looked at a 16 theater, a 16 screen movie house. Avengers was playing at 9 of the 16. That's like, really? Yeah. And they'd probably put it in all 16 if they could for a couple days. So it's going to squeeze other stuff. So it does have a shorter window. But I do think 
maybe it, it winds up being like an uh, alternative to seeing that if you can't get in. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to get into Avengers on the first weekend. No. So I, you, I am. I got the tickets today, but that was my dumb luck. I told you, yeah. I woke up, I just happened to look down at my phone. I don't think I told you, it said, oh, there's a new Avengers trailer. And I right. went to watch it, and then really at the end of it, I go, why is there an Avengers trailer? And at the very end, the last card said, tickets on sale now. I go, oh my God. And it's eight in the morning. <laughs> so I dove and I literally, by this, by dumb luck, I got tickets for opening night, five o'clock, first day, first show. And then the next two or three hours, the servers were crashing left and right. You couldn't get on. You couldn't pick a seat. You couldn't cast So I'll see it. But I don't think I'm going to be able to see it again after that until maybe the following week. Like in a matinee or something during the day, it's going to be sold out for a day, and it's three hours long. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, again, it's the culmination of all those. Oh, it's an epic movie. I'll give so you, you don't that. Don't want to be shortchanged. Either. No, you want your money's worth. After ten years, eleven years, you want to see. But Thanos. see Shazam first. Two hours and see ten minutes, and yeah. stay. There's got. Yeah, there's actually two, isn't there? There's What's... two scenes. One at the very end that's very funny. And, oh yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a scene at the end of the movie before the credits that's great that ties into a potential sequel. Yes. But then there's also just kind no, of no, the one that at the end, and then there's the credits, and then there's the yeah the sequel potential. Yeah, and yeah. Then the and then there's, end, another there's another gag. Another, yeah, it's a gag. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a fun movie. Um, I really like the score, and I like the yeah. Music you did choices. say that. He and didn't have a theme though. Well, the the score with like when they the movie opens with the Rock of Eternity. And it's very much melodramatic yeah. movie score. Yeah. And then when it hits Philadelphia, yeah. it's more funky and more contemporary. Yeah, yeah, which I yeah, liked. yeah. I, I just like I like superheroes to have themes though. Oh. I like Batman has a theme. Yeah. Superman has a theme. I think Aquaman even had a theme. Wonder Woman's got that guitar well, I lick. I guarantee you, when this thing comes out, there will be a theme, and you'll just go, "Oh, that's the." theme. I guess so. And I think the theme is the one that kind of. And there's echoes of um, uh, Superman in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's not a toe tapper. It's not no, the Indiana like, Jones really, theme or no, something. No, it's not there's nobody doing that. Nowadays, no, no. It's sad. Even Captain America, when that movie came out, Mark... Um, Oh, he did the Sylvester. Sylvester, yeah, Not and Mark I was, Sylvester, but Alan Sylvester. Yeah, Alan Sylvester, and I was like, "Wow, there's no good theme in it." But now, watching these movies years later, I realized, "Oh no, there is a Captain America yeah. theme, and there's an Avengers theme." Right. But right. Well, at the time watching it, it didn't. It wasn't that apparent. But now, yeah. when I see it, I go, "Oh yeah, that, I guess that was the song." Right. Thor has one. Well, like. Um it's subtle though. It's not hitting you over the head like. Dun, 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 Michael Guacchino is the guy who does yes, the, the Star Trek movies and Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, he also he he's in that same. I think that same. His honestly, what as, his they almost sound a lot alike. But I mean, he's in at least doing that orchestrated thing that yeah. does have a little variety. To no, it. they're good. I mean, yeah. his Star Trek themes are very good. But yeah. when I watch yeah. Doctor Strange. There's parts of Doctor Strange where it almost sounds like the same yeah. music. Like when the Enterprise pops up, it's the same oh, as oh. when Doctor Strange comes up. Yeah, but that's like up. watching, you know, John Williams. You're gonna Superman get and Star of, Wars. Echoes of Star Wars yeah. and Superman, and you're going to get the echoes and all the other stuff. Oh, he actually just rips himself off a couple yeah. times. And there's a scene in Attack of the Clones when they show all the stormtroopers getting on their ships, the marching music. It's the same music that they show the Nazis marching to. Yeah. In Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I didn't... I guess he could rip himself off. Yeah. He's the same guy. But it is weird when you suddenly hear the same exact... Get off on the next 
Are you sure? Yeah, the Westport one. What are they doing over here? Construction. In the rain? Well, they probably didn't know it was going to rain either. Oh my God, those lights. Let me tell you, if you're ever driving at night, they yeah, have those no. giant lights. Well, the worst Don't look at them. them. They'll burn yeah, your eyes out. When they, have the, when they have the police cars parked there with the strobe lights. Oh, the new you. ones? Yeah. Yeah, those are terrible. Whoa. I like when you're between two Jersey barriers and somebody goes flying by in a rainstorm. So, anyway. So, Shazam's a good movie. Yeah, I think everybody... And if you want to go see Jerry Ordway's... uh, I get a credit, yeah. Jerry, it's only you, and uh, Gary Frank, and Adam... Andy or Adam? Andy, I thought. Andy Kubert. Yep. And that's it. And why are those three names in that movie, Jerry? Well, because Gary Frank did the new 52 Shazam. And Jeff Johns is mentioned earlier as a... Yeah, got it. And uh, I think think Andy Kubert may have introduced the new team basically oh, I think that was the in, new Shazam I want to say it was in Flash, Flashpoint the new Marvel family yeah that new Marvel family but only three Some, sometimes when you go to these Marvel movies there's like an army of yeah. special thanks to Jim Starlin Roy Thomas Gary Friedrich take the next left that. turn then immediately keep wait what's it that way oh and that's 133 oh yeah here I am yeah, no, there's, you know, no, you're just going to go straight and then turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn no. right. Turn left. So anyway, yeah, so that's, uh, so. Well, they, they gave credit to Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. Yep. And the yeah. other thing. Ah. <laughs> the other thing. I don't that need was, that anymore. We're in Connecticut. The other thing oh, that was funny. The, I thought amusing funny was that when I did the Power Shazam. Yeah. I. Make a left turn. I think I'm the guy who named Billy's dad C.C. Batson as a kind of a nod to C.C. Beck. I heard that C.C. in the movie. And C.C. Batson is mentioned in Marilyn Batson. Yeah. Those are the parents. They... Yep. So that was... That's you. Yeah, I think so. I didn't see any Ordway written on it. I saw a Denny on a bus. And I yeah, said yeah. that might have been Denny O'Neill. Because that's not a common name. Yeah. And then I saw... Uh, you could have had a highway sign. Saying you know, yeah, wrong way, board way. I never get those name things. I, I I think the last time that happened, they may have done something like that on Lois and Clark. Well, the uh, street name. Well, otherwise, I've never had the. Uh, it's on the corner of Carlin and Ordway. Yeah. What? Yeah. They yeah. do that all the time on the Flash. Yeah. They used to be. It's on Broom yeah. Street. Right. Like oh, 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 oh there's Broom. Right. Right. No. So no, I I said this earlier, if you, third, it's trying guest, to get me home. Your special third guest star is the, the special GPS. is the GPS voice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, if they want to read it and they have DC Universe right yeah. now, they could find all your Power Shazam stories. It's on Comixology. Comixology. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I thought DC Universe has all the books there. Well, they do, yeah. But, I mean, if you don't subscribe to DC Universe, you can buy them on Comixology. I think they're ah. like 99 cents a piece or something. But I think you, they even have a sale. Right now? I believe so. And can you, can you tell that next year that they will be collecting your stuff in a omnibus trade? Or you can't it, say that? It looks good. That like I'll use that it magic eight ball from the movie. It's the magic word. <laughs> because those have been out of print for. They've never been collected, have they? No, there's they they collected them in uh, like a hundred page two giant. Issue, yeah, they did two issues. Which ironically, lines. they were given away if That's you bought those. Away, yeah, the Fandango. They early gave away ticket. the digital, right? The yeah. digital code for those. Did you check them out? I have them. I don't really. No, need did to you check look? Them out. I know, but say, did you look how they translated? Because I told you I downloaded some book that you did for Marvel, the Maximum Security or something. Yeah. 
and it got corrupted. I was halfway through it, and then there, it, I can't turn the pages. It says you'll have to throw this away and re-download it because oh. it didn't come across. I'm like, what the hell? See, if I had a paper book, I could just turn the page. It wouldn't That's tell like me. the pages stuck together. I don't know what happened. It's all messed up somehow. That's funny. So anyway, that's Shazam. Uh, what's out there now? There's Funko Toys. There's a, a Zach Levy, Levy uh, DC Direct toy, I think there is. Oh, yeah. Doctor. Oh, there's, yeah, the toys. I saw those two. At the at Target, at the I saw Target yeah. had a bunch of... Uh, no, then they got a more they realistic got the Shazam, one. Or the Lightning Bolt Shazam or something. Yeah, but then there's like a $20 yeah. DC Direct, I believe they call it. Because they did one of Val Kilmer, they yeah. did one of John Wesley Ship. And, oh, uh, did, did you see the... Uh, speaking of toys... Yeah. They have like a... Kind of like the Mego figures with the cloth costumes... They've always had those. Well, they, I just saw the. Oh no, they re-released those. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Look they're bigger. They're, no, yeah, they're, they're like, like eleven inches or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. Didn't you see that when I took a picture of Superman? I and know. I said, "Is that what was that the Super Bong that's in there? Oh, the Kryptonite oh. Bong? It was like this oh, was green. That yeah. yeah, yeah. That I was just saw there. Wonder. They had a Wonder no, Woman. No, no, they, they came out at, like last November. Yeah. They had Batman. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw Wonder Woman. Flash, Green Lantern, Superman. Yeah, they've done. They did General Zod, but they did the old General Zod from the. With the brown yeah, outfit yeah. and the beard oh, from yeah. the uh, comics, and uh, no, those, but the thing is, if did you ever notice that the heads look too small? Yeah, like the bodies are out of proportion. Like they're a fourteen-inch body, right? But the head looks like it's the wrong size. It's and not proportion. Technically, what they this can't is do funny. that. And this this is an argument, not an argument. But this what? is a conversation that I actually had with Gil Kane once. About which I, I didn't talk to Gil Kane a lot because he always intimidated me. My boy. But he was a great guy, and he was a really fabulous artist. Did he call but you Gil, my boy? No, no. Gil was the guy. We used to, he, no one else would talk to you about this. Yeah. If you ever look at how to draw a human figure. Well, Grey's Anatomy. There's, well, any of the comic, or not even like, the, you know, just drawing a human figure yeah. from scratch. Eight heads. There's, well, that's, it's six heads. I thought it was eight. And... Joe Kubert draws eight heads. Yes. Okay, and the eight heads, and the thing that Gil Kane said... Talk about the height. Yes, it's like if you took the size of the head and And you multiply it by eight, eight, that's how tall a figure is. That's what I always was told. Well, at eight, I remember Gil Kane saying, Joe Kubert is the only man who can, the only person who can get away with drawing an eight-figure head. Yeah. Or eight-head figure. Right. Anybody else does it, it looks like a pinhead. Yeah, but Joe did that, and if you look at this Tarzan, it's really noticeable. oh yeah, his characters all looked like they were about six foot six, but a tiny head. But they were proportionate; it just wasn't big. You know what I mean? Joe Kubert aren't always frightened me. They all look like emaciated. Yeah. They all look thin, like well, he drew like rangy, yeah, uh, very gangly, rangy, strong guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, so like Tarzan is hit to me is his tour de force. Yeah, that's I what I that. used to get as a kid, the Tarzan. And, and, but yeah. yeah, he even did a, a little essay or a little uh, art drawing demo in Tarzan. I don't remember if he did no, it in, I used in the to, Treasury and how to draw them. Yeah, yeah, and he had the the eight heads. Yeah, that's so where I learned how to do it. It's actually six and a half, I think, is what the the formula was. Well, I'd say Gil Kane actually had a better control over a yeah. human figure. But, but yeah, that's and that's something that happens too when you're drawing. Nobody ever, maybe when you first start, you can check yourself by doing the counting off the number of heads. Yeah. But it's not feasible to do that for every figure you draw. So no, you basically no, no. have to teach yourself. Well, not everybody's the same height. You'd yeah. have like your squat characters right. and 
Well, somebody could be crouching ones. too, and you couldn't really apply that to know. Right. But uh, but yeah, so the, the the action figures often, like when you get the toys, yeah, the to- the heads sometimes look big, bigger, yeah, because I think they're selling them on the heads in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, look, it yeah. looks like the actor. Well, I started so the heads I, a little slightly. When I started drawing again, I was using action figures. Yeah. I told you as models. So I would pose them, and then I would draw the thing, and then I'd look at it and go, why does this not look right? And right. then, it, like, I drew a Daredevil, and it looks just like the figure, but the head's out of whack. I'm right. like, why is his head so big? Because you're right, the toy's much, the head's bigger on the toy than it is in proportion to the body, so. Anyway, I had a Shazam Mego figure back in the 70s. Did you? Yeah, and then they reissued those... A couple years ago, they did like called the world's greatest toys right. or something. They did, did they look line. as good though? I mean, no, nah, they, they weren't as good as usually the, the molds are. They, even if they use the original molds, yeah. they're not going to look as good. Yeah, but maybe because they were just casting from an old figure, maybe. instead of using the original molds, it's possible. And that then, actually makes more sense. And then they did a whole line of. I think DC Direct did a whole line of the Marvel family. With Doctor Savannah, and it came with a little yeah, tiny Mister Mind. Those are like the eight-inch figures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had Mary Marvel, and they had Captain uh, Marvel, and right. Billy. Savannah uh, and Mister Mind is in the same one, and then Billy was came with uh, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And what did Mary come with? Uh, Junior. No, that Mary she was, was on her own, and there was a an, a variant of Mary with the white costume. Ah. Uh, so it's red and also white. You guess that? Yeah, I get it. So there's a variant on that one. I have those hanging up in front of my computer. And didn't you have a statue? Yeah, there's a couple. Well, oh, there was? There was... The main one was... With the big thunderclap. Yeah, it's the big... Uh, I designed oh, it. yeah. And it said, you know, you push the button, it goes, Shazam! All right, I'm going to tell you this now. Remember I gave you... Here. Remember I gave... Left or right? Yeah, no, left. Remember I gave you a placemat from Pepsi? Yeah. I went upstate New York. My kid went to camp. I got. I, it's going to be right near Pauling, New York. It was right on the border, New York and yep. Massachusetts. So I drop Owen off at the camp. I go into town. There's a little falls, a waterfall, and there's a little deli. So I go into the deli, and there is this Captain Marvel Shazam, yep. origin of Shazam on one side, yep. laminated. Pepsi placemat. And then on the other side is a picture, I think it's by C.C. Beck, of him saying Shazam, Billy yep. Batson with a big thundercloud, yep. and then Shazam about it, right? Right. And the guy had stacks of these things, yeah. and they were just being used. And I just walked up and I said, Would you mind terribly if I took this or bought it? And he goes, Yeah, it's only a dollar if you want it. I said, Where did you get this? Because it said copyright 1978. Yep. He's like, Oh, there's a, a box of them up in the attic. When I bought this place, I found them all. Interesting. And he just uses them all. So I looked today to see if there was any Shazam memorabilia on eBay. Yep. There's that placemat. $45 somebody was charging for really? it. And I'm like, $45? I paid a dollar. <laughs> well, that's what that I'm saying. Right I'm like, funny. they're probably still sitting up there because it was yeah, literally yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And the guy just sat there making, well, you know, egg sandwiches. But and that same year, yes. there was a Superman one that was drawn by Neil Adams. Uh-huh. There was also a Wonder Woman drawn by Neil Adams. Placemats. Placemats. I had them. I remember... Um, they weren't exactly the same. Was it part of those glasses they used to have with the characters on? Yeah, it was the same on? time. Like 78 was a big licensing year. And that was also when that TV show was probably had just come off the yeah. air, Shazam show. But that was a big big push from D.C. to do the licensing. So, yeah, go this way. Straight. Yep. 
there was a lot of licensing in 78. There was, uh, the ones I have for Superman and Wonder Woman are vinyl, and they're, like, more padded. Yeah. But, uh, that's... Uh, I'm just saying, there's a not lot a lot of, of merchandise. There's not a lot of Shazam merchandise. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a Shazam t-shirt. Right. But there's not a lot, and this is artwork by, you say, Garcia Lopez? Yeah, it's the distressed from an old yeah. DC style guide. Well, they used to do, also, when I first, the first thing I did when I was still working in commercial art was that DC coloring book. It was the DC Superheroes coloring book. Uh-huh. 1979 is when it came out. Yeah. Or maybe 80. I did it in 79. Right. And I drew Captain Marvel in there like three or four times in this coloring book. Oh, and yeah? he's on the cover, too. So he was part of the DC licensing group at that point. And I'm sure that they basically just paid a fee to, or gave, maybe split some licensing profits with Fawcett. You know? I was on eBay the other day. The very last issue of the Marvel family that Fawcett did uh-huh. has them not on the cover. Oh, is that it's, the one it's where a silhouette. they disappear? Yeah, it says, where is the Marvel family? Yeah, yeah. And ironically, that's the last book they'll ever print. Yeah. It was beat up to shit. It was on yeah. sale for $7. Oh. And it went for finally $14 at the end oh. of the day. I was like, that's not bad. Well, I was, they did, what? They did some stupid monstery ones. Because that you could tell that they were struggling to keep up. Oh, yeah, up. yeah, 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 yeah. The monster stuff was really big. And not just EC, but there no, was like all crime. Of them and there yeah, was yeah. all... You know, well, even big, the very last issue of yeah. Captain America... He's right. not even in it. He's probably fighting a werewolf. Or it something. was a, it was called Captain America's Horror Stories yeah, or something. Yeah. He's not even in the book. Yeah. So no, no but I thought about the Marvel film because I'm going to tell you another thing. Going. Yeah, yeah. There's another one where he goes to Hartford, Connecticut. Right. Oh, like he's oh, flying. Yeah, he went on, right, they did a bunch. They did of a cities. tour. Yeah, he was in St. Louis. He was yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. And it shows Captain Marvel, Shazam, whatever, flying yeah. with holding a woman. Right. And it says Captain Marvel goes to Hartford, Connecticut. Right. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they did that. I think they were. They probably sold. They might have had some deal to sell copies, like in like bulk, World's Fears to like the visitor centers like, ah. for each state. That would be my guess. It was or interesting to see that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just Hartford. Yeah. He did yeah. like a whole tour, like Chicago, yeah, no, he did St. St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, yeah. I saw the yeah. arch. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. I see uh, Michael Gray all over Facebook now, trying to get yeah. to conventions, but. Make a slight right turn. Yeah, a, I think, but, but they won't do shows together, though. Yeah, no, I, well, Jackson Boss will. He doesn't like anybody associated with the show, because you did the cover for the DVD. I did the poster for, yeah, like, and then they turned it into the cover for the DVD for right. the TV show. Right. And I had these extra posters, and I asked somebody, somebody said, oh, you know, I could get Jackson Bostwick, and then, yeah, you know, you guys could sign it. And then he looked at the poster and goes, oh, he won't sign that because Billy Batson is on it. And I was like, what, really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I guess everybody's got disputes with people. Who knows? He he also got replaced after that first yeah, season. and the other guy. He got, I heard that or read something that he got injured on the set and then they replaced him. So he has a bite up you know, here. Gonna turn here. Right here? Yeah. He, um, you know, I think he basically probably has that, you know, negative... Uh, um, thing because he got replaced, just like with Superboy. The guy oh yeah, Gerard the first, Newton Howard James, got replaced. James Hames or got replaced by Gerard. James Newton, yeah, was replaced by Gerard Christopher in the second Gerard season. Gerard Christopher is really Italian. That's not his yeah. real name, but anyway. But I'm saying that the, that guy. My was buddy just did an replaced. interview with him, and he talks about what happened. He asked for more money, yeah. and the sock lines fired him. Yeah. Basically, so it is what it is. Anyway, we're already back. See that? They got to listen to the whole ride back from New York for an hour and 20 minutes in traffic. So, Ordway's almost home. Anyway, go see Shazam. 
I'll post this next Monday, so after the movie's open, so no one gets ruined. I'll be on the radio doing my review. So see it, see it this see weekend. See it. I'll give it a good review. They'll, they'll smash it around. Yeah. They'll try to. They, they do that a lot on that show. They try to make it worse than it is. And we didn't see any trailers. It just started. Well, they didn't do the, the DC thing. You know how the DC logo shows yeah. all the heroes. Yeah. It just starts with a DC logo and boom. Yeah. Well, it's a new line, it. but it's also a new line. It was released through New Line. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Not Warner Brothers? It's Warner Brothers owns New Line, but it's released through New Line. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, I think when they first set it up that way, it yeah. was because there was a different... I mean, at the time, you remember it was, it was not going to be tied into the DC. No, it wasn't. It was a standalone. And The Rock was supposed to play him. Well, and the, yeah. Then I heard John Cena, the wrestler, was supposed to play well, him. Well, you, you already tried to sign off, but I have a story... Okay, go ahead. Do I it took a Zachary Levi at Baltimore. Con. We saw him twice. Yeah, I saw him Stalker. in New York too. Yeah, um, yeah, I am stalking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did he tell you? Why? I talked to him. And, oh, and, you told me about Thor. Yeah. That's why, right? Right. I said, "Oh, you really got an unceremoniously unser- dumped off of the Thor, the the last Thor movie, yeah, where he you was killed in the yeah, first thirty seconds. seconds." Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Yeah, yeah." And he he told me that he auditioned for Fandral. Initially, yep. and then, and then he then couldn't Dallas do Green it. Got it. But he couldn't do it because he was doing Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. So they cast the other guy, Dallas Green. It's not Green. Dallas Green is something. Whatever. It's something Dallas. Whatever. Yeah. Josh Dallas. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, so he said, "I said, well, Shazam." He goes, "Yeah, I auditioned for Shazam," and he said, "Honestly, I did the audition, and it, at the time it was going to be more of a Black Adam movie." Yeah. And I thought, do I want to be part of that because? You know, it, it's like Shazam is kind of not as important. And, right. you know, am I going to be on screen with The Rock? And how is that going to look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm me. Yeah, that's so a giant he said muscle he, guy. So he passed on it. And then he did the, you know, second Thor movie. Yep. And the third Thor movie. And he yep. said, so the good thing was... He got killed. That they killed him because then that released him from his Marvel contract. Okay. So he, otherwise he wouldn't have been able to even audition when they went and said, hey... We're doing this again. It's just going to be but the Rock solo didn't do it. Why did the Rock do it? Because they decided to do a separate movie. So there's a Black Adam movie coming. Black Adam movie is still set up. Yeah. And Dwayne Johnson was listed as the producer of this movie. I told his, you at the end. Right. So and his producing like, partner Danny Garcia. Yeah. I was they're like, both executive they're producers to this because movie. when it first started its life, it yeah. was going to be that. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that explains why. He but wasn't yeah, so there. I think that's interesting that you know he was actually part of that audition process. Before the second Thor movie, even because this thing has been kicking around for well, for years, yeah. I think John August, the screenwriter, wrote. I thought he wrote the first screenplay that they were shopping around, right? And that one was supposed to be based more on my graphic novel. I remember at the time I had heard from a couple people, "Oh yeah, that's supposed to be the Power of Shazam." So it was a Captain Marvel Shazam uh, Black Adam story. So, anyways, that's what happens. Time time changes. New incarnation of a hero gets adapted. <laughs> we're still not here yet, so you you lucked out. Yeah. Is this it right here? Yeah, you right. Left? left. Yeah. I said right is. is right is in left as I was going left, and this is how That's things right. happen. It's like a it's happening still. I need that little. Yeah, I need the Billy. Bass you need the little compass. compass. You'll never find yourself. <laughs> I'll always know where north is. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So that's it. That's been a, a, an hour and a half. Of Shazam movie reviews, the history of Captain Marvel. Anything else they could possibly find? That's it. I mean, that's. Yeah. There's really nothing more about Captain Marvel. There's no, like, hidden books. There's no well, novels. They, no, but there's. 
Yeah, actually, there aren't novels. There's there a are. novel? No, there aren't. No. There I saw a, no- a Thanos novel today at the bookstore, and I'm like, oh. They actually asked me to do a Shazam novel in the... Really? Around that time, like in the 90s. Oh, when they were Denny O'Neill wrote the Nightfall one, yeah, and yeah. they wrote like yeah. the Crisis, yeah, yeah and, and Marv I, Wolfman wrote the Death of Superman. I just couldn't. Or Stern my, did it. Yeah, Roger did, and Louise yeah. did a young adult version, so you yeah. can turn here. Yeah, they asked me to do it, and I just couldn't wrap my brain around. I don't think I was ready to write a to prose. Prose at that point. Prose. You know? yeah. I was also busy on other stuff, so you can't ever do la di da, Mister Wardway. No, I'm saying you can't always do everything someone offers you. No. You look back on it and you go, oh, that would be kind of fun to do. Yeah, a good challenge. In, in hindsight. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. I was going to say, we're finally here. Good night. <laughs> I'll see you later. Listen to another episode of The Power Cosmic and William Costello. I hope you're happy. So stop <laughs> sending me emails about where's another episode. Goodbye.